Listen to the word of 1 John chapter 5, verses 6 to 12. This is what it says. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and his life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Now, in the last section of his epistle, the apostle spoke to us about the new life that's available to those who believe in Jesus Christ. And as we continue, John has some important things to tell us about the Lord Jesus, who is the one who has given us his new life, who he is, and what he's done. So let's take a moment here in this section to break down what John tells us about the Lord Jesus Christ, who offers us this new life. As we begin, John tells us that Jesus came by water and blood. The word used here for came can literally mean to reveal or to show oneself. In other words, the Lord Jesus reveals himself to us by water and by blood. Now, what is John telling us here? Well, let's break it down to see what John's saying. First of all, let's consider the word water. John tells us that Jesus revealed himself to us by water. Now, there's two opinions on this and what it means, by, by what John means by the word water here. And there are those who, first of all, believe that Jesus revealed himself to the world by means of his baptism. Now, the baptism of Jesus was the beginning, of course, of his ministry. And it was here that John the Baptist identifies him publicly as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And it was after this baptism that Jesus would begin his public ministry. So in this sense, Jesus does reveal himself and the nature of his ministry through his baptism. But there are also those who believe that water refers here to the physical birth of Jesus Christ. Consider, for example, what Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 5. John, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So Jesus describes two births here in John chapter 3 and verse 5, a birth by water and a birth by spirit. And he goes on in the verse 6, the very next verse, to explain this when he says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. 
So Jesus seems to be saying that the birth by water is the birth of the flesh or the physical birth. Now, John may be using the same illustration here. Uh, Birth by water, therefore, in this case, may mean physical birth. So the reference to water is likely a reference to the water in which the baby lives in the womb. And of course, when that water breaks, the baby is physically born. And if that's the understanding of the word water, then John is telling us that the Lord Jesus reveals himself by being born as a baby, just like us. He took on physical flesh and lived among us as man. And he can identify, of course, with our pain and our suffering because he experienced all that we experience. So Jesus reveals himself to us by water. Now, secondly, John tells us that not only did Jesus reveal himself to us by water, by his physical birth or by his baptism, but Jesus also reveals himself to us by blood. Now, generally, it's agreed that blood here refers to the death of Jesus Christ. And the cross on which that blood was poured for us is, the, is where he died. Now, listen to what Jesus has to tell us about his physical death in John chapter 12 in, verses thir- in verse 32. And verse 32 says this, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, in other words, when I am crucified, I will draw all men to myself. And he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the cross would reveal Christ to the world. And the cross would draw all kinds of people to him. His death and resurrection was clear evidence of his divinity and the acceptance of his work on, on, on our behalf by God. And so Jesus reveals himself to us by being born as a child, born of water and walking among us. He also reveals himself as the Savior by the death he died on the cross. And John is telling us that Jesus reveals himself by water and by blood. That's to say, he was born as a man and lived among us. And he laid down his life and died on our behalf so that our sins could be forgiven. Now, the fact of the matter is this, that there are many who have been born of water and died of blood. And so how do we know that Jesus is who he says he is? Well, John tells us that there are three witnesses to the person of Jesus Christ that prove that he is the Son of God and Savior. And the first of these witnesses is found in, in verse 6, the, first, the second part of verse 6 and verse 7. The first witness to the person of Jesus Christ and his ministry is the Spirit. Second part of verse 6, and the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three who testify. Now, when John speaks about the Spirit here, he's referring to the Holy Spirit. And how does the Spirit testify to the person of the Lord Jesus and his ministry? Well, first consider what happened at the baptism of Jesus. Listen to the testimony of John the Baptist, who baptized Jesus personally. In John chapter 1 and verse 32 to 34, we read, And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from him like a dove, and it remained on him. 
I myself did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have bore witness that this is the Son of God. John saw the Holy Spirit of God descend upon Jesus and remain. And he testifies to us, and he tells us here that prior to this baptism, God had told him something very particular. And he says this, He who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit of God, as the, Holy, the Spirit descend and remain, this is the one who baptizes with holy the Holy Spirit. And so John was told by God himself that the one upon whom the Spirit of God descended and remained was the Christ. And John testifies here to what he saw, the witness of the Spirit descending upon Jesus Christ and remaining. The Spirit testifying that this is the Christ. But more than this was the evidence of the power of God's Spirit in Christ. That Spirit who came and remained testified that he was the Christ. The sick were healed. Demons were cast out. Mighty works were accomplished. The dead were raised and given life. New life was given, spiritual life in the name of Jesus Christ. All of these things reveal that the presence of the Spirit of God in the person of Christ and that spirit testifies that this Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And all who know the presence of that spirit of God in their lives have that conviction in their heart. Because that same spirit continues to testify to all in whom he dwells that this Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God. So that those in whom the Spirit of God dwells have this conviction as well because the Spirit of God conveys that assurance of truth to them. And so the Spirit of God is a witness to the person of Jesus Christ and what he did. The second witness to the truth of who Jesus is is the water, the spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree, verse 8. Now, we've already seen that the water speaks of the physical birth of the Lord Jesus and his life here on this earth. And so the question we ask ourselves is this, how does the life of Jesus testify to who he is? Well, anyone who knows anything about the life of Jesus already has the answer to that question. He lived a perfect life on this earth. He demonstrated the power of God in his words and in his actions. Even the demons of hell declared him to be the Christ. Pilate could find no fault in him, though so he, he was accused by the people. We see demonstrations of the Father's love and compassion in him. The holiness and justice of God were never tarnished in his life. This, his sinless life, his selfless love, all demonstrate that he was the Son of God. No one could live this kind of life apart from the Son of God. The water 
that, Je- that testifies that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you want to know if Jesus is who he says he is? Then look at his life on earth, and you'll be forced to see that his life testifies on his behalf that he is everything he said he was. The third witness to the person of Jesus Christ is the blood. Verse 8, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. The blood represents the death of Jesus Christ. And how does his death testify to the truth of his claims? Well, an examination of the prophetic words of the Old Testament point to Jesus and how he would die. These details speak in detail about how they would divide his clothes, how he would be a sacrifice, and how he would be mocked, how they would pierce his side. We, we, and, and all these details down to the, to the smallest detail of, uh, of the, the death of Jesus Christ and how he would die was prophesied by the Old Testament prophets and, fall, and came to pass exactly as it was prophesied. But we don't have to look into the past prophecies only, however, because the death of Jesus Christ continues to have an impact on this world. And day by day, men and women around the world are coming to know him and experience the forgiveness his death and resurrection offer. And as each day passes, thousands of people around the world experience the power of the cross to forgive and restore them to God. And life after life is transformed by the cross, and the cross continues to have its effect in the lives of men and women around the world today. It is a powerful witness to the person and to the work of Jesus Christ and to his claims. Now, as John concludes this section, he adds a bonus witness here. And listen to what he says in verse 9 and 10. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he is born concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. And so according to John, God has put a testimony of Jesus in us, in those who believe. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Paul tells us, that those who are in Christ are new creations. There's a change that takes place in the lives of those who come to the Lord Jesus. We're not the same people we used to be. Now, we would like to think that that's a result of our own personal effort, but if we're honest with ourselves, we have to admit that there's a lot going on that we have nothing to do with, and that the Spirit of God is producing the fruit of the Spirit in us, and and we have a desire for God that, that we never had before, and we have victory over things that we used to long for and lust after. There is a new life in us that is that has only one explanation, and that is the very presence of Christ and His Spirit in us. Those who believe need to look no farther than what's taking place in their own lives. They know the presence of Christ and his spirit, their new creations, now that they are in Christ. And and Christ has left a witness in our heart that he is real and that he is everything that he claimed to be. We look into our own hearts 
and into our own lives. And those who believe have a testimony there that they can share that testifies to the fact that Jesus is real because their lives have been transformed and changed by the power of Jesus Christ. And so we see the Lord has left us with ample proof of his person and his claims. The Spirit testifies that he is the Christ. The water, his life, proves that he's the Son of God. The blood, his death, testifies to the fact that he is a Savior. All of these testify to the truth of his claims. And beyond this, there is the testimony of his presence and work in our own lives. Now it's possible, despite all of these witnesses, that someone might disbelieve. But to disbelieve, however, according to John, is to call God a liar. In verse 10, the second part, whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his son. God has not left us without a witness. He's spoken plainly, and he testifies by means of these three witnesses, plus the witness that is in, our, in the life of every believer. And he says that Jesus is the Christ, the Savior. And to say that Jesus is not the Christ is not a matter of opinion, because God has declared it to be. But to say that Jesus is not the Son of God and Savior is to declare the Father to be a liar, for he has clearly declared Jesus to be the Christ. And so may God open our eyes and minds to see this incredible truth and the many witnesses that attest to the certainty of who Jesus is and what he has come to do.